TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you for the 320-somethingth time, and it gives me great pleasure as always to introduce my brother from another mother, the co-founder of The Wellness Couch, the king of nutrition, the dead set legend, the rock star of wellness. I miss him dearly. He is the great Dr. Damien Christoph. Great man. How are you? Oh, Piercey, you say so many lovely things. Such a nice bloke. I mean every word of it. Love you, mate. Oh, I love you too. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. Miss you too. Miss you too. I could start singing a song if I knew a song about missing someone, but um, nothing comes to mind, so I'll just let you know and I'll Uh, save my dulcet tones for later on. (laughs) There is a song. (laughs) Nah, well... Let's not let's not let's not embarrass ourselves and destroy the day of our listeners. I miss you like the desert misses the rain. That's the words. That's the words in the song, isn't it? Oh dear. Um, See if anyone can come up with a song name. Yes. How's your world, great man? What's been going on? I haven't spoken to you in far too long. I nearly died, mate. What? Did I tell you? No. What happened? Man flu. Oh, gee whiz. That is that is becoming terminal. If there is yeah, a new terminal disease, so so close to kicking the bucket. So ridiculous. D- describe for me because I don't hand on heart and fingers on before. wood, like touching wood. I don't think I could ever lay claim to to having man flu. Tell me the symptoms and tell me where your head, heart, and body went during this no doubt tumultuous time in your life. I don't know, honestly. I don't know. I I was calling it a cold for ages. This cold still. I've got this cold still. It gone. It went to my lungs. Had this upper respiratory sinus kind of thing going on. Mucus for Africa. Is that why? Is that why we weren't recording? You just couldn't get the words out. I like Damien Chris. Yeah, I had all this sort of stuff going on. Then I had achiness through my body and in my joints and. My neck was sore, my back was sore, everything. I was like, going, this is ridiculous. I'm sick of this cold. And Amber said to me one day, she goes, do you think you've got the flu? And I said, no, I haven't got the flu. It's just a really bad cold. It's driving me crazy, blah, blah, blah. Then I've been speaking to some other people and they've had those symptoms and um, and they reckon they've got they've had the Someone flu. Someone just sent you a message to tell you they've got the flu as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How about that? wasn't very good. So, you had – so, so like um, – I was not, undiagnosed. Yeah, I was going to say, let's not hyper-medicalize this, but did you? Uh, I could start cracking all kinds of politically incorrect gags about this, but you didn't, yeah, so, but you had all the symptoms of the flu. Was it hard to acknowledge? Because I'm pretty resistant to these things, resistant in mind, going, no, I don't, I don't, don't tell me I do because I don't. Were you, like, where were you on this? Did you, like, have to go finally bow to the overwhelming view of the majority that maybe you did have the flu? Well, I didn't spend any days in bed, right? So I got out of bed. I was able to, you know, get about, do things. I've travelled to Perth. I've been, I went to Adelaide. I've been to Sydney. I'm going to Sydney again today. I spent more time in the so, air than on land. 
I know, right? So I don't know if I've been spreading the flu. Oh well, that's I, where you've probably been um, <laughs> catching the flu. Let's, it. yeah, I've been catching the flu there. That's right. <laughs> all these, all these different locations that I've been going to. Yeah, but it's a really strange thing because people say the flu makes you feel so bad and you're horrendous, and yeah, you do not feel great. But I, this is why I don't think I had the flu because I didn't feel like I was death warmed up. Didn't feel like I was gonna. You know, kicked the bucket, and I didn't feel like I wasn't, I couldn't get out of bed. I mean, I, I wanted to stay in bed, but I didn't feel like I couldn't get out of bed. If that makes sense, yeah. And and quite often people go, oh, so sick, like, and I don't know if that's a tolerance thing. Whether that's or not exactly the word I just wrote down. You like, you jinxed me. I was just writing down tolerance. Double jinx, double jinx locks. So, yeah. Also, so you yeah, go on, keep going. Well, so yeah, I don't. It, maybe I've got a high degree of tolerance. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm a really bad, sick person. Um, I was walking with Jess yesterday, uh, heading to lunch. Jess, Norton. One of our great chiropractors in my wellness in my couch teammate. Yeah, well, yes, yes, she certainly is, isn't she? How's that podcast going? Yeah, humming along now. Talk to me about tolerance. You, you're on, you're on your on your path here. Chatting I want to hear this story. Away. Yep, walking along, heading to Otto for a, a nice little lunch, and. She said, how you been? I said, oh, my neck's, you know, starting to feel better. She said, it's taken a long time. I said, yeah, it has. And she goes, well, how else you been? I said, well, I've had this kind of coldy kind of thing going on. And she's all snuffly and sniffly. And she's saying, oh, I feel so, you know, blah, blah, I'm not feeling too good. And I said, yeah, yeah, I feel you. I know what you're feeling. I think we're all got the same thing, you know, Trudy and Donna and Jackie. You guys um, should see a chiropractor. An adjustment will help yeah, boost your immune system. I don't know if you've heard of a chiro before, but they're actually really good when your immune system's struggling. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So we've been banging away on bones and trying to stimulate the nervous system and uh, and hitting the high spot. So we've been doing all those sorts of things trying to, you know, get right. But um, just hadn't felt right. So Jess said, you know, have you been feeling badly? And I said, yeah, for the last couple of weeks. And she said, really? Oh. And I said, yeah. Like I've, I would never have known. More than two weeks. She said, I had no idea. I said, that's because... I didn't really talk about it. It wasn't really a big deal. So I had it. I was aching. You know, I had all the mucus and all that sort of stuff and the cough and the sore throat and the sinus stuff and yada, 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 which just made me feel like I had a cold. But maybe it was the flu. Maybe it was the flu. But the tolerance thing's interesting because um, some people, you can lay a hand on them and just the pressure of your hand, um, you know, the weight of the hand not even pushing down um, can give them, you know, pain and discomfort. Yes. People. Yes. Um, you can body weight and they go can you give it a bit of might so, so this is like this i'm going to talk metaphorically but this for me is something that i've been thinking about a lot lately is for want of a better term you've been demonstrating a level of stoicness that i feel like longevity lifestyle is 100 not outers seem to embody more than others there's a resilience that um seems to just show itself when when maybe other people almost not I don't want you to but expect you to be lying in bed resting um all the rest of it and and not to say that that's wrong cuz sometimes you do need to give your body the opportunity to fully express itself like I often remember you particularly I think about it with the kids like if you know there's a fever coming like get Get like get the rug on, like get the fever, like to fully express itself. It Don't try and deny it. Like get that going. Um, and so I'm not saying that that particularly with any flu-like symptoms that you should try and 
um, uh, dead in it or like not let it express itself. But there's also nothing wrong with each individual going about their healing way in their own unique way um, without yeah. having to fall into some, you know, um, you know, broad brushed identity of of what you must do when when symptoms arise. So so when you come on the outs on uh, at the end of it, like assuming that you're near at the end of it and the start of it, like do you feel a level of stoicness or or resilience or, or strength having gone through that process? Because my understanding is that you know a flu can actually be a really good thing for strengthening your body. Yeah, I think it's really good to be challenged, you know, from an immune system perspective at least once a year. And if you can get done twice or three times a year, that's good. But you don't want to <laughs> if you know, can roll get from done. week to week to week to week to yeah, week. Yeah, a constant sick, you know. feeling of average, a, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to have that constant feeling of average. But if you, you know, have periods of time through the year where it's a couple of days or it's a week or so where your immune system gets fired up, it's believed and thought that if – you do fire your immune system up, then you, you you become more resilient and you're more likely to stave off the really nasty type of um, things that might take you down. So in natural medicine, um, naturopathy, when I was studying it 25 years ago or so, uh, what we were taught was that if you got a little cold or a little flu or something along the way, it was actually quite good because it woke your immune system up and you'd look for different bugs or whether it be parasites or whether it be um, cell damaged cell tissue that needed to be mopped up and cleaned up so it didn't become something more nasty. Um, doing that regularly through the year, once or twice or three times through the year, is actually quite a good thing. And that quite often you hear people go, oh, he was never sick ever, you know, and then all of a sudden he got cancer. Um, or all of a sudden something, this that horrible thing was, you know, just knocked him out or whatever, but he never had a, a sick day in his life. You know, you often hear of that. There's this thought that maybe if that person had a few more challenges or viruses or challenges, immune system activation along the way, that he might have picked up some of these, you know, nasty things that were happening in his body and he was able to, you know, deal with them. So um, that gives me some kind of solace. I feel good that maybe I. Your immune system is having to work hard. It's like going to the gym. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's the whole stress thing, like stress being good for the body. So yep. it's a stressful thing for the body to have to go through fighting of an infection. But on the other end of it, it comes out stronger. You've actually built some degree of immunity. Um, you've essentially got some immunization against whatever it was that, that came into your body, now, which, is, uh, which is a good thing. I feel like we we recorded um, my following my next question maybe 12 months ago, maybe 24 months ago, because I'm sure there's been another time in our podcast history together of 100 Not Out where you have had flu-like symptoms. And I've said, Damo, for the listeners... What were your protocols? What were you taking? What can you share that is uh, generic but really solid, um, not advice, but recommendations for people that might experience similar symptoms? What was on the uh, kitchen table that you were uh, taking for that period of time when you were feeling like you were knocking on death's door? Well, that's a really great question because I had a few things going on. So I think you know that I had a, a pretty bad neck for the last couple of yes, weeks. Yes, I did know that. Four weeks private conversations. Yeah, so well, it's now no longer private. <laughs> uh, so um, I had a really bad neck, and I, I still can't put my finger on you know what it was that actually caused it. But have you um, seen a Cairo to help with that? <laughs> quite regularly. Uh, when I was at Brett and Steph's wedding a few weeks ago. Um, it was pretty bad, and I got adjusted there, and 
and then from then on, it was still pretty bad. And it was it was kind of that was the catalyst for me taking a bit of immune, you know, dive. So I, I don't know whether I was linked. It could be linked that I had a sore neck, uh, and then I had an immune challenge. But there's a cascade of events that takes place, right? So I had in the lead up to that, I had this low back pain um, from an injury that I sustained many many years ago as a disc injury from adjusting people. Um, and so I was dealing with that. Then I got rid of the low back pain, uh, which might have been exacerbated by playing golf. And then I developed this neck pain thing. And so then I, I was like, I'm just, I just wasn't sleeping. So I, a sore neck I and a sore back that, will will definitely make it harder to sleep. Well, I and I was talking to Amber about this the other day. I said I haven't had like this the year of you know 2019. Well, since basically since I turned. 45 it hasn't been unbelievable in terms of um pain freedom Mm. you feel like you've always had something on going on something niggling yeah Yeah. and and so you definitely you know you're considering your morbidity at that stage because you're going oh 45 i'm not even halfway there yet and i've got all this pain but i just don't know whether or not it's you know it's just it's just something that happened but i i actually had to take some anti-inflammatory drugs oh here's the honesty here's the the honesty i love this honesty well the turmeric wasn't cutting the mustard it wasn't getting me across the line so i was taking the the turmeric it was giving me a little bit of relief but not enough that i would actually feel comfortable enough to be able to go to sleep and get a whole night's sleep and you're reminded of how much sleep is important because if you can't heal then you're always waking up behind the eight ball yeah so you, you know if you in pain, you don't sleep, and then you wake up in the morning and you're still in pain and you haven't slept well, then you've, you've got to really drag yourself you're on the through back, the cold. on the back step. And it affects your mood. I just noticed bad night's sleep is just, I'm just the grumpiest bugger. And it's, and you don't want to sound like a victim, but it's like, it's just so much harder to be happy and nice to yourself and mm. other people when you've had a poor night's sleep. And I just, uh, I think, I just love that you were just so raw. Thanks, legend. So, no that worries. helps you, know you sleep, you, that helps um, you, you know healing. We well, you know when you sinned when you were in high school, you did a few sins, and then you walked through the chapel door and you had to go to confession. <laughs> um, felt like you were going to get struck by lightning, you know, and you wouldn't know that being a Xavier boy, that would have been, you know. I'm just trying to think if we ever had or, confession, but maybe my, I don't really. I feel like I did it in um, at the <laughs> Vatican. I reckon I did it at the Vatican when I was with Sarah just because I was a tourist that wanted to have this experience. But <laughs> Mate, I was a clean skin at school. Still am, mate. I'm just sin free. You know, never done anything wrong in my life. I'm the perfect child, you know. Whatever. 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 So I felt like as I walked into Chemist Warehouse uh, that I was going to get struck by Aren't you that guy that started the wellness couch? What are you doing? (laughs) I'll tell you what, it makes you really think about. The, the role that being well plays in your life and then uh, what, what role does wellness play in your longevity? So these are the questions that we kind of ask. And so anyway, got stuck into these tablets and immediately as soon as it touched my tongue, I felt this kind of feeling through my body. It was like, oh, <laughs> am I really doing this? Like, am, am <laughs> How actually- long in between uh, medication was this for you? Like, When do you reckon the last time was that you'd had an over-the-counter or something um- in the medical world, when I blew when I blew my disc in my back 
six or six or so years ago. Yep. I had some neurofin back then. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, I haven't had anything. Like yeah. Nothing. So, um, even with my low back pain over the last you know few months, like I haven't it had anything. Many, yeah. So, you know, so for this, I was just like, I've got to get some sleep. If I don't get some sleep, I'm not going to be able to heal. Yeah. Um, and then I was kind of conflicted because I'm like going, oh, if I do this and and then I suppress this fever thing that's going on, then, you know, am I prolonging my, my virus? Like, is it going to take longer to get through this? And so could it be that my cold's going to last longer because I'm not getting – because I'm suppressing – you know, there's so yes. many different conflicting. And then sometimes you go, gosh, I wish I, don't, I wish I didn't know so much. Like I'm trying, I'm joining all these. I, I wish I ignorance know. was blessed and I knew nothing. Oh, I know. We well, do. You go through all those sorts of things. So one of my trusted, time-trusted and true remedies that I've used for so many years is a, is a, a herbal product from Nutrition Care called Benistat. And I went to get some the other day. We didn't have any. I said to Trudy, where's the Benistat? She said, it's been discontinued. Oh. I said, WTF, it can't be. That's not the way it's supposed to be. How am I supposed to get on top of my cough now and my cold? <laughs> I can't survive. Benistat. I know. So, Benistat had been discontinued. So, obviously, I got stuck into the Armour Force and the Andrew and K and Echinacea and did those things. Um, hold on. People are going, hold on. What did he just say? What did he just say? I'm running it down. Armour Force? All oh, right. Armour Force, which is um, an Andrographis. Um, yes. Astragalus supplement that you can get from um, biosuticals. You can get yep. that at... Um, health food stores and naturopaths and chiropractors and pharmacies. Practitioner only, is it practitioner only? Nah, biosuticals no, aren't practitioner only anymore. They used to be, but they're not anymore. They yeah. do have a range that's practitioner only, but um, the blue label, blue and gold label is available everywhere. Okay. Um, Armour Force? Then I had Andro and K. Oh, that was Armour Force, yep. Then I had Andro and K. That was a metagenics product, and I love that. That's a really great product. And what's product, that? And what's that for people? Practitioner only. Uh, that's a really high-dose zinc. Um, and also andrographis. So Armour Force is a lower dose um, than what Andro and K is, but I didn't have any Andro and K until I got some Andro and K. And then when I got the Andro and K, I hit that hard. Yep. So I find and that, the third one was Echinacea. Sorry. So beneficial. And then I had Echinacea. Yep. yep. But I didn't have any. I didn't have any of my standard Benistat and olive leaf extract. So I got this other herbal mixture for a cough. And it was really, really good, but really disgusting. Like, it really tasted gross, but it was uh, unbelievably effective. And Too herby. Very herby. Yep. It's not the sort of thing that your kids are going to want to take. That's the thing. The great thing about Armour Force is it comes in like a throat spray, and so you get this throat spray stuff, and you can spray it at the tonsils. If I had tonsils, I would have used five mushroom extract for a sore throat. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we've got the five mushroom extract in the fridge, but Sarah's like, she can't have it when she's pregnant. I've never had it. I don't have tonsils, so why can't I, can't I have it if I don't have tonsils? Well, it's less effective, right? So it works. Um, it does work really well you know, when it goes through the digestive system, but it works better if it lands in the crypts of the tonsils. So you've got no tonsils um, either. Do you have an appendix? Yeah, I wasn't cool enough to have my appendix taken out. Right. I just always remember um, when you talk about was, the cascade, and I'm like, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, I was definitely trendy, oh my trendy, gosh, appendix. trendy enough to have my tonsils taken out. Left my adenoids in there, so I stay, I sound nasally yep. for the rest of my life. But I, um, I, I managed to maintain an appendix, which yep. is good, which yep. is good. So, all right, so so any flams? Oh, yep. Yeah, the anti-inflammatory was just to help me get to sleep. So it was just one of those things that I, I needed to use to help me just get some sleep so I could just 
rest and heal. Yeah, very important for people to listen. I just love that there's no dogma here. I just love that it's like this is real. And I remember when I busted my shoulder uh, and I was on, I think I was on endone or something, but it was like if you want the swelling to go down, you need to sleep so that the body has the opportunity to do what it needs to do. And I think I was like, you know what? I could argue all I want. But if I argue and stay awake all night, my body is not going to heal. I just love that you are courageous enough to share that. So, that is so good. For all of our listeners, you can take a chill pill, um, also known as an anti-inflammatory, turmeric um, and armor force and andro-NK, which hide zinc, echinacea. And if you had some there, you would have had olive leaf extract and benestat. But the cost, the that's that I took, yep. it's called um, bronchiolix. Um, and it's an Oriental Botanicals product, and it's got Elecampane, White Whorehound, Penelia, Astatataracus, Potaunia, oh Cardaca, Platycon, Grandiflorus, Stemona japonica. Do you know what all those things are? No, but uh, they're herbs, and it worked really, really well. It actually probably worked better than Benestat. It just tasted really bad. There you go. But, uh, well, you've really got a new Benestat. There's a new Benestat in town. Yeah, just got to yeah. frame that well. well. Now, we won't have links to all of those products in the show notes, but I think if people are listening and this is all about the flu and flu-like symptoms, um, it's awesome that you share with people everything that you did, but also recognize, what do you say, Damo, when you're a health professional? Like, this is not individual advice. This is just what you did. Yeah, um, this is what I did. Yeah. yeah. Don't take don't, – this is not what you have to it's do. It's not a protocol. Um, but these are – there's not a protocol. And this is just what I did just to help me get through it. And, you know, whether or not I would have got better at the same rate as what I did by taking all these things, it's yeah. hard to say. You don't know. Um, and whether or not I had a cold or a flu, I don't know what I had. I didn't get it diagnosed. But sometimes um, the diagnosis is not, I think, or sometimes it, it's people love a diagnosis and sometimes it's so not necessary. True. It just, I don't think it, it has to be the be all and end all. But I think most people are generally... Um, smart enough to know when it's important for them to know exactly what's going on and sometimes it's important yeah. to know, well, there's there's more to play here like I really need to get some sleep, I really need to give to myself so my body can heal whatever it is that it's healing and um, and you would have been, yeah. if, if you were really concerned about it, knowing you, you would have actually gone and, and spent the time to see and to work out if you really needed a diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and look, I think the most important thing to keep in mind is if you can't break the fever, like if you can't get through a fever, then it obviously needs some degree of support, some degree of help. Mm. Um, if you've got a cough, you've got a cough. That's okay. Um, if you start coughing blood, then of course that needs further you know, investigation. But if it's just a cough and it, it seems to be in the upper parts of the chest, you probably don't need to do too much about it. But if it gets down into the deep into the lungs, then you probably want to go and do something about it. But yeah. Um, for the most part, humans are so resilient, we can actually get through most infections um, unless your immune system challenged and very frail. Um, most people will clear a viral infection or a standard cold rhinovirus, you know, out of the body within probably, you know, three to ten days. Yes. Um, but um, you just got to push through it. Like there's going to be symptoms. The symptoms are part of the infection. That's just what happens and that's okay. doesn't mean that you're – you know, you're less of a human or less of a person because you get symptoms. But this is – and and the thing is that if you suppress those symptoms, um, you may not 
in fact, clear that virus as quickly as yeah. what you otherwise would. So the key thing is rest and stay warm and stay, you know, nourished. I had lots of chicken broth and, uh, and um, you know, soups that Amber and I made from tone made broth powder. Nice. And uh, love we'll see them at the Wellness Summer this year. Yes, yeah, so they're a top seller at Vita, aren't they, the old tone made broth? made broth we well love done. it and so we you know added some extra salt and some extra pepper to that so it gets a bit more flavor put some chicken in there had some kale and some spinach leaves and um, added a little bit of uh, of those rice noodle things the vermicelli noodles and uh, we had this beautiful you know chicken noodle soup, soup thing that we ate yeah for a couple of days and it was just fantastic it just warms the cockles of your heart so that's what you you, you know you kind of want to nourish your body with when you're in those states of infirmary Oh, well done. Well, thanks so much for sharing just your headspace, your honesty, what happened to you physically. Um, I have no doubt that this episode will help hundreds, if not thousands of people that experience flu-like symptoms. Uh, yeah, well, 7.5 billion to be exact by the time um, everyone's listened to this episode. Uh, but Damo, again, as always, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom on this episode of 100 Not Out. Thanks, Piercy. Thank you. For more info on Damo, folks, make sure you head on over to DamienChristoph.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. A massive shout-out to the people that make this podcast possible, Joseph Tomo, who does all of our editing, Rosie Garner, who does a great job on social media, and to you, our listeners, for supporting the message for over six years. We can't thank you enough. Remember, give this uh, uh, podcast a five-star rating in the iTunes store when next you are in there. Tell your friends about it. Open their world. Uh, open their eyes to the world of podcasts show them how to listen to 100 not out go on a binge listen enjoy some of the previous episodes of this podcast and until next time as always continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.